Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Food Show, WWL Radio. New Orleans, uh, give us a call. We had a busy last hour interview with Joe Nathan. Then we got a few calls about restaurants and uh, uh, passionate calls, as usual. It's 504-260-6368. 260-6368. And it's Dan Lalchuk, the gourmet cellist here. We'd love to talk about anything at all having to do with food or dining out. A couple of themes came up uh, recently. One of them was uh, Middle Eastern food because it's having a renaissance through the entire city, uh, through the world, actually. And there are so many Middle Eastern restaurants here. I uh, I mentioned one before, Shawarma on the Go. Has anybody been here? It's on Magazine Street. In a gas station, believe it or not. But it's really, really, really excellent food. It's run by uh, an Iraqi family. Um, and they make these incredibly good sandwiches. I, I, it's funny. <laughs> Last time I was there, I really could uh, you know, barely get into the place. I mean, it was absolutely packed. Um, but uh, it, the sandwiches were terrific and uh I go there as sort of as often as I can. It's um, it's thirty seven twenty Magazine Street. I, I'd said I'd get the address, so here's me, uh, doing good on my promise. By the way, if you forgot the number, it's five zero four two six zero sixty three sixty eight two six zero menu. It's inside the Jetgo gas station, shawarma on the go. That is, and uh, you know, some of the specialty sandwiches. It's not just a Middle Eastern food they have. Philly cheesesteak, uh, gyros, eggplant sandwiches, uh, fried chicken, fried shrimp, uh, all hand-done, and it's uh, really good stuff. Now, I wanted to mention one of the places I've been going to a lot recently because a lot of people ask me, uh, where do you go regularly? There is a new bar, uh, a gastro, I would call it a gastro pub with unbelievable food, and even more unbelievable cocktails called Jewel of the South. And this is one of my absolute favorite places to go to. It's opened by the team that was behind Manolito, which is that small Cuban restaurant on Dumaine Street in the French Quarter, uh, Nick uh, Dietrich and uh, Chris Hanna. And they're an unbelievable team. Chris Hanna run the, well, for 15 years, the bar program at Arno's French 75. If you've been there, by the way, that's another place I go to a lot. Uh, one of my favorite things to do at that place is to get very simple, an order of souffle potatoes and a Negroni. Uh, if you've been there recently, let me know, because I, I, I haven't been in, a well, probably a month, and I heard there were some changes. Uh, that's at the French 75 bar at Arno's. Uh, you can call and tell me at 260 but going back to Jewel of the South, uh, this is a 
wonderful place uh, opened, I'd say, within a month, located almost at the intersection of Rampart Street and St. Louis Street. It seems like a strange location for a place like this, but I wouldn't be put off. There's parking there, there's security. Uh, and once you go inside the gates, you are in a very special place indeed. Uh, it is Jewel of the South. What are your weekend plans? Uh, I uh, I need to design what I'm going to be cooking uh, this weekend. And uh, are you going to any restaurants this weekend? And uh, are you doing any cooking this weekend? Um, I, I like to be inspired by uh, what I hear around me and what I read. Kitty, who called the last hour, uh, mentioned this New Orleans Dining Guide 2019. Ten restaurants for the heart of New Orleans dining today. Published uh, April 11th uh, in The Advocate. And uh, I'm going to just run down the list because I think it's, it's quite interesting. Now, he does specify here, uh, the author, Mr. Ian McNulty, this is not your standard top ten restaurant list. This is a list to get to the heart of why New Orleans restaurants are so compelling, so integrally tied to this singular place, and so valuable to the people who call that place home. Now, uh, it's a quite an interesting list because it's very diverse, yeah, and, and I can see why maybe Antoine's isn't on it because it's such an institution, Antoine's. And uh, I do agree with Kitty. It's a, a wonderful place. But this list is a little more esoteric. It's a little more eclectic, actually. Uh, everything ranging from Avery's on Tulane, uh, which is actually, it's funny. Someone called about that yesterday. They said, do you know Avery's? Uh, they, they actually said, do you know Angie's? Uh, so they had the name wrong. I think this is what they were talking about because they were talking about a po'boy shop that started with an A that was on Tulane Avenue. In any case, it's Avery's on Tulane. So whoever called yesterday asking about Angie's, and I had no clue what the hell you were talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> In any case, so 504-260-6368. Going to the phones now where uh, Dave is hanging out. Dave, welcome to the food show. Hey, it's the gourmet bass player. Oh, the legendary, hey, the, the gourmet rhymes with Chalmette. Hey, that's it. That's it. Hey, what, what's so up, man? I, I, hey, you're doing a great job. Awesome host for uh, Tom. Appreciate that's it. Very cool. Appreciate so, it. So, I, I had a question because uh, I, I, I sort of caught the end of the conversation where you had mentioned something about a dish um, that when your brother's in town visiting, you guys go to Antoine. Oh, yeah. And it's something for two. What is it? Yeah, that, that was the. The, the Chateaubriand for two at, at Antoine's, which is an unbelievable uh, piece of, huge piece of, uh, a pretty rare uh, kind of filet uh, type of meat uh, that, that they roast. Oh, wow. Oh, man, no kidding. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's and, unbelievable. Oh, I'll have, to, I'll have to go there with my wife. <laughs> you know, it is, and, it, it's a special occasion thing, but it's, a, it's really a center-cut tenderloin. Um, right and 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 the the way they that they serve it on the menu is with sautéed mushrooms, potatoes, and both a bernays and a marchand de vin sauce. But but we get a 
Rossini style. So you get the foie gras there too. <laughs> oh man, that that I bet that is uh, incredible. I love Antoine's. I'm uh, sure I love it. Oh whatever, yeah. Whatever list, maybe Tom just figures. Well, Antoine's is just a uh, you know absolutely you know uh, just a given. I, th- I, I mean, you know, it's his probably I, favorite restaurant, right? Yeah. I, I would think so. Yeah. Anyway, that's well, for sure. Well, Dave, one of the things I like about it is that you can go in uh, for the lunch special and, and not spend an arm and a leg at all. I do, what, 20 bucks or something and get three courses. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly reasonable. And, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. And they're very on top. I mean, I have not had anything that I, uh, whenever I've been there, that I didn't absolutely love. No, it's it's, it's a great place. One of the best. It's a great place, Absolutely. and 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 you 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 are uh, a great cook yourself. And and are, are you doing any oh, well. any good cooking coming up? Uh, well, I did uh, some interesting uh, Mediterranean actually, and really, um, well, different recipes. I've been doing a lot of uh, work with chickpeas, especially at vegetables. Uh, I love chickpeas, and of course, making hummus. And things like that, but oh, I'm yeah. sort of exploring with with other uses of it um, at various. Uh, I, I actually I don't make um, I don't fry them in a deep fryer, but I have done sort of. Uh, I had it at one uh, restaurant quite a while ago, and it wasn't uh, deep fried. It was actually sort of sautéed briefly and then baked. Wow, and it almost—it's—it's wow. it, it, very difficult to deep fry uh, garbanzo beans because they—they unless they're absolutely the perfect texture, it tends to fall apart. Yeah, and um, you know, so that I think was the reason why uh, this one restaurant uh, did it that way. I was curious because they tasted good and a nice. That's a good idea. Difficult. Now, now yeah. you're, you're gonna you're gonna want to keep listening because it, it, the uh, the computer screens are flashing, and, and you're not gonna hey. believe who, who's on the line. You're gonna want to hear the next call because it's actually Chef Andrea. Oh, good. We'll give him my best. I'll give him your best. I'll, I'll see you soon, Dave. Yeah. And we love the music. Right, see you, Dave. Oh, absolutely. It's the music for Hi. Chef Andrea. Hi. Chef Andrea, benvenuto. Hi. Hey, grazie, anche tu. Come stai? Tutto bene, and we're so happy to hear you. And, and when... Mi manchi, mi manchi. Dove stai? I miss you. I'm, I'm miss coming you. soon. Mi manchi tanto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do, and, and you know, I was just actually thinking about um, your restaurant, because I, I remember when I went there once, I, I got, uh, I sat at the bar, I was with a friend, and I sat at the bar, and, and I just said, Bring me some of the freshest pastas you have, and you brought a pesto and a tomato and a bolognese, a kind of a pasta trio, and that was one yeah. of my favorite meals I've had uh, in a long time. I love that. It's such a great dish. It's a great dish. We make dish. a pasta every day from scratch with only 100% semolina flour. It's much lighter and better to digest. Oh, semolina, so, yeah. Yeah, it's much, oh, it's so wonderful. So uh, we do all kinds of pasta, you know, crimea ravioli, crawfish ravioli, porcini ravioli. We do meat ravioli, we do fettuccine, capellini, angelier, uh, linguine, fettuccine, pappardelle, you name it. We do everything from lasagna, cannelloni. So it's a really wonderful and uh, really, and we can do so many different sauces. 
my sauces are very light. Um, I use only about 100% fresh ingredients, fresh herbs. So it's absolutely mamma mia that uh, you got love into that. You put love into it, and it uh, turns out to be wonderful homemade fresh gnocchi with pesto. I love pesto, but I love pesto anywhere. You know, just with that, absolutely uh, such a wonderful flavor. Um, extra virgin olive oil, pine nuts, a little touch of garlic, a little touch of uh, white onion, chopped up very fine. Uh, Parmesan cheese, fresh grated granite padano, Reggiano cheese. Really outstanding. But simplicity, Italian cooking uh, has been very successful in America here for many, many years. And I've been very lucky to be here 35 years now. And 35, I thank you, that's Nolini, amazing. Yeah, and I thank you for uh, spreading the words out there because usually it's all about communication. The guest has to know, the listener has to know what we do here. And uh, I put my love into it every day. And um, I enjoy it. I've been doing it for 60 years. And uh, I've been very fortunate to do one of the most important things I love to do in life, cooking. Absolutely. And, of course, eating, too. I love to eat. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm overweight. But I love to taste everything. You know, one guest came today and says, oh, Andrea, my God, that seafood gumbo was so good. And um, another lady says, oh, my God, your calamari is so delicious. But these are the things I like to, you know, beautiful music and you hear. I know you play music and you agree on it. And uh, talk about music tonight. We're going to have the opera singer and Andrea. So oh, the opera! Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a soprano, right? Yeah. If in case you are around, not far from here, please stop, and uh, we'd love to have you um, listen to this beautiful singer. And uh, they're really unbelievable. Um, they fill up the place up, and uh, people have a great time. So, Absolutely. I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad to see it, with you. It's, it's, it's great um, to have you on the phone. Now, now I, I, yeah. I, I want to ask you a few other questions because sure. it's, it's rare sure. I, I get to talk to you now. Um, uh, no. Now, I, I, okay, now, now you, your restaurant probably is most famous for the fresh fish, I would say. They go swimming to Madora. They um, swim up to fresh, the door. Fresh pompano, some beautiful flounder. We have some beautiful, fresh, everything, speckled trout, uh, really great, gorgeous. American red snapper, um, amberjack. We we have lots of bountiful fish. We oh have yeah, was all yeah. We have so many wonderful bountiful fish. Fresh Louisiana shrimps, fresh oysters in a half shell. So chakra oysters. We do oysters on brochette, which is another I guess favorite favorite Andrea. Fresh Louisiana crab meat. Fresh um, it's everything. I love to do a combination things. You know, on the plate, but also. Individual plate, but I like to put everything wherever fresh Louisiana first, and give it to our guests. Absolutely, and and you you do wonderful New Orleans food there. But let's say I wanted to come in and get get uh, you, you're from the beautiful island of Capri, which is uh, in, in southern Italy. That's a mamma mia island. It's a mamma mia island. It is a paradise. Yeah. So so if, if I want to come in. And I say, Chef Andrea, you know, I, I love all the food you make, which is true, I, I do. But if I want a, a purely uh, caprese meal, a, a real meal from Capri or from southern Italy, um, you can do that too, right? I mean, you, you, you do you it all. It. What, what, what's one yeah, of your well. favorite meals from, from where you're from, what you think very of, that light, you, when you grew up cuisine. with? Yeah, yeah very light cuisine, as you know. Uh, we grow everything in the farm, in our, in our beautiful, um, we have a lot of farming there, but... That's where my grand-grandparents came from. But uh, I love my, one of my mother's favorite dishes she used to cook for me when every time I grew up is pasta fagioli. I love to start with that. It's a wonderful cannellini beans, which we grow in Capri. And uh, it's a wonderful, simple, all kinds of fresh vegetable. The beans have been soaked overnight, and then we cook with a little touch of, you can do chicken stock 
or beef stock, all kinds of fresh herbs, and then put it on the table before you serve it. Put a touch of pasta in there. Any type of pasta you like to use, you can do it. Fresh grated pumpkin cheese on top. That's outstanding. Then another second course, I would like to start with lightly sauteed shrimps. The shrimps are grilled. We do a lot of grill there, also lightly sauteed. And uh, shrimps are like a praise. Really simple, elegant, very flavorful. Now, and now then, I, I want to, can, can I pause you? Can we take a quick break sure. and we'll go right Absolutely. to you after the commercial? Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Oh, oh, thank you so much. It's um. Thanks. You know his voice, right? It's Chef Andrea of Andrea's Restaurant in Metairie, one of my favorite restaurants in the entire region. And he's been so generous as to stay a little longer through the break. 504-260-6368, 260-MENU. It's Dan Lelchuk, the gourmet cellist on The Food Show. We'll be right back. The Food Show returns. We're running out the clock really quickly. You can still call if you want. 504-260-6368. Who else is here but the gourmet cellist, Dan Lelchuk? And we're going to go right back to Chef Andrea, who has waited uh, through the break very patiently. Chef Andrea, welcome back. Glad to be with you. It's a pleasure. Great to have you. And and you were talking before about where we left off is that I was asking you about a traditional meal from your home of the beautiful Paradiso, the island of Capri. (laughs) We have a lot of wonderful seafood there. Yeah, yeah. I will do this beautiful pezzogna. Pezzogna is a very close to a pampano or very close to a restaurant also. So it's somehow it's so it's a light the same category, a, a very light fish, very flaky. Yeah. Aqua pasta, crazy water. That's a very beautiful dish in the island that's uh, simple. Because we have a lot of cherry tomato in our backyard. We use the cherry sure. tomato. A little touch of pepperoncino is a red crushed pepper. We do the whole pepperoncino, put a little touch in there. We grow in the backyard there. Fresh oregano. And that's a very, very light with a little touch of uh, extra virgin olive oil that goes in the skillet. Use fresh garlic, shared very lightly, and uh, put the rest up in the skillet with a little touch of olive oil. When, when crispy on both sides, you put the, uh, the little cherry tomato, a little touch of white wine. Uh, as you know, I make my own wine there in my backyard. And, uh, oh, yeah, I, I, actually, I need with... to get another bottle of that, <laughs> come to think of it. <laughs> it's a wonderful wine. People it love is it. wonderful. And you make both a white and a red. And the, white and red, yeah. The falangina. I love the falangina. I love yeah. that. Such a great wine. And the Yannigo. So, yeah, I put them in the oven for five take them out and serve. No butter, nothing. Just simple like that. Very flavorful, but so healthy for you. And so Very healthy, yeah. Oh, it's so wonderful. And then for dessert, torta di mandala caprese. It's a, we grow a lot of almonds there, and um, we take it, we grind them up, and we make this flourless cake. It's called Torta di Mandala Caprese. Now, you can serve a little scoop of vanilla ice cream or just by himself, but you have a nice, great Capretian, wonderful dinner. You can have a lunch, of course, but you have a little... Uh, you have to have a little uh, afternoon siesta there. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you were <laughs> making flourless <laughs> cake before it was even popular. <laughs> you better believe it. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I want to mention to you, listener, we have an Easter coming up. So please, ladies and gentlemen, make your fish for Easter. We're up from 11 to 8. We'd love to have you with a three-course meal. Um, wonderful. Lots and lots of amply free parking. And we'd love to have you. Great menu. We have all kinds of beautiful choice for Entree, appetites, and desserts, we'd love to have you. So uh, please make a reservation for Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. Now, uh, um, the uh, the entrees there include both your 
fish, uh, the famous aquapazza, which I yeah. always get when I go. Yeah, now, what, what if someone now if if someone uh, is in the mood for something on, on the heavier, richer side? Because sometimes we have a white, you know, white, white veal. We have some beautiful. Oh, tell us about uh, that white veal. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have roast primer. The veal. I use a fresh white veal. I'm born in veal. Comes to your whole. I'm a great butcher, so I, so I make my own veal scallopini, debone it completely, and uh, what I do, I mix, pound it out a little bit, and I make veal piccata and veal marsala. That's one of my guest favorites. But the other one, too, the guest really likes a baby white veal, Maria Luisa. Maria Luisa, Maria Luisa is, see, yeah, see. It's, it's such a wonderful dish. Pensier saute the veal, they protect Luciana Jumbo Love Crime Meat. Light, lightly pensier saute, a little touch of white wine, seasoning. Put on top of the veal, a little touch of lemon cream sauce, homemade fresh bernays, which is tarragon hollandaise, and it's absolutely delicioso. Very, delicioso. very good. Delicioso. See, and that, we have beef tenderloin, yeah. we have some yeah, that's right. wonderful roast duckling, ponchatula. This time of the year, it's a ponchatula strawberry. so beautiful. We have a beautiful rotisserie. We roast the duck very slowly, slowly, slowly in our rotisserie, mm. and we serve this beautiful strawberry sauce. You talk about absolutely mamma mia. Mamma mia, in, indeed. That's one of my favorite dishes. You now, know, we have lamb, of course. Of course. We have to have lamb and Easter. I know, absolutely. Wonderful. Now, I, I want to, uh, uh, you know, in the last few minutes we have with you, I wanted to ask you, because I, lately I, I've been really into talking to people about what they remember and they love most from childhood. So, so you're from such a beautiful place with all this bountiful, fresh seafood, and uh, and your your mom is a wonderful cook. She yes. really was a, a master cook. Absolutely. What jumps out? What, what do you remember as, as a kid, really looking forward to that your mom would make? You know, she made. A, we have a, a lot of um, uh, ships and goats in Ireland, and rabbit. So she, she cooked this wonderful rabbit for me, the baby goats, um, especially the time of the year, which she used to do that. Nice, and was it slowly, stewed? Slowly it, it was stewed or it braised? Was braised or? Yeah, stewed, yes, yeah, stewed very slowly in the oven. And then before she take out of the oven, she would add the potato. But it's got all kinds of carrot, celery in there. It's got a lot of, lots, lots of things from the backyard. Uh, she grew in homemade olive oil, as you know. Uh, we have olive trees in our farm. And um, really outstanding. Um, dish that uh, we love that and um, she was such a great cook uh, but these are, these are things I remember, I remember so um, and also very bountiful on the white veal um, and of course my grand grandfather and her too they used to grow own own cow and she used to make cheese in the morning for me she used, and when the cow of course it gets a little bit so we take the cow and um, debone it you know we kill you know nice and clean and sure. uh, we do a nice, wonderful job on the beef there. So it's a lot of wonderful, uh, great dishes that you, she used to cook for us as a growing up, like uh, many things that, uh, and of course that time um, when we were around for little kids, there was no refrigerator. My house was built in 1600. And um, as you know, the, it's the older, older, older than America, but yeah. but <laughs> young for Italy. <laughs> we used to, we used to, go, used to put us in a wine cellar, nice and chilled. And um, anyhow, she used to make tuna uh, with bountiful, you know, tuna coming in, and uh, whatever was not uh, cooking, she was making it for the winter time. She was cooking and put them in a jar, and to serve that the winter time for tuna for our sandwiches. So kind of the, the preservation. Absolutely. Style, yeah. I mean, that's things that I'm never going to forget first in my life. So she was a great, great, great lady, but also a great cook. 
Wonderful wow, show. wow. And uh, so you have Easter coming up, and, and in the last couple minutes we have you. Uh, we've covered some fresh pastas, all with the, the semolina flour. We've covered the Dover sole. We've covered the snapper, uh, the white veal. What, what have I missed? Because you, your menu's uh, like a Russian novel. It's, you know, a thousand well, a pages. Lot of people, a Great lot of people options. don't realize that we have a lot of beef in our menu, too. We have a, a bistec alla Fiorentina, which is a very classical dish from Tuscany for many, many centuries, as you know, uh, in Toscana, um, Florence, and around, around the CCC and the Luca. Uh, they do a, this wonderful uh, T-bone steak and on a grill. And uh, that's one of my favorite from the area. There of course, many other dishes uh, that I enjoy doing here for my guests, which I, I, I cut a pound, two pounds, depends what the guest wants on a T-bone steak. And we call it Bistecca la Fiorentina. And, of course, my favorite is between rare and medium rare. And I saute spinach, lightly saute in olive oil, a little touch of pepperoncino, and I serve the T-bone steak on top of the spinach, a classical it's Fiorentina classic. It's, it's style. It's straight from Tuscany, steak. actually. Yeah, yeah, it's such a wonderful dish, bountiful. But we have beef tenderloin, uh, six ounce, nine ounce, and if the guest wants a Chateaubriand, I do a Chateaubriand for my guest. Oh, it's one of my right? favorites. Yeah. That, it's one that. of my favorites. And, uh, I enjoy and, that. And and I do sometimes the Rossini style if I feel uh, indulgent, you know, with the I foie gras. I love the foie gras on top, yeah. Oh, it's un- unbelievable. Un- the, un- classic, the classical mushroom de vin sauce. Unbelievable. Uh, that, barrel, yeah, I love that. that. sauce. But you, you, you can't eat for 24 hours before and 24 <laughs> hours after. <right>? Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's so rich. We have to go to a break, but... Sure. Um, now, before the, the exit music for Chef Andrea comes on, it's actually the same as the intro music, come to think of it. <laughs> we, we, we need to get <laughs> outro you. music for you, but, but uh, you so phone number, address, and your hours. 834-8583, Andrea. It's uh, the hours from 11 to 9 during the week and the weekends until 10 o'clock. We'd love to have you. And we say, molte grazie. Ciao, grazie. Arrivederci a tutti. Andrea. Ciao. 834-8583. Ciao, grazie. Ciao, grazie. Arrivederci. Thank you, Chef Andrea. I'll see you soon. A presto. A presto. There he goes, Chef Andrea, the one and only, talking to me, the gourmet cellist, on WWL, The Food Show. You can talk to me, too, by calling 504-260-6368, 260-6368. You only have about 20, well, 25 minutes to talk about food of the weekend. It's springtime. A lot of people are doing vegetables. I'm doing meats and vegetables. I want to know what you're doing and where you're going to eat. I'm, I'm big on Jewel of the South. I got this this stuck in my craw and I go there all the time. It's near my place and uh, and that's that's where I'm going lately. So call and tell me 504-260-6368. The Gourmet Cellist. We will be back after a brief break. It's the food show second-to-last segment of the second of two hours. You're really running out of time, and uh, it's going to be tough for me to get any sleep tonight if you don't call. Uh, Kitty called, and Ron called, and Timmy, and Sue, and Ellen. They all called, and you didn't. It's 504-260-6368. It's easy to call. I think you know how, unless you're, you're a Gen X and you only know how to text. Or it's a Gen Z. Either way, it's 260-6368. Before, we were going down this fascinating list just released, hot off the press. Kitty alerted us to this list uh, of restaurants uh, released today by The Advocate. Uh, It's an eclectic list. It's esoteric. Uh, And uh, 10 places uh, that are going on now. 
in New Orleans. Avery's on Tulane, the, the gentleman who called yesterday wondering about Angie's on Tulane. It's Avery's. It's the old school po'boy shop. It's only been here since 2012, uh, but it is a really great place. Fried pickles, dueling gumbos. It's a family-run, everyday sort of place with big flavor. Uh, Brennan's. Uh, we've all been there, 417 Royal Street. Uh, I don't uh, particularly love this restaurant. Uh, I I do go there. I love how it looks. They have a great staff. Uh, I've never been blown away by the food at Brennan's. I uh, I've had good food, but never better than good. It is very well appointed place new management new direction had a revival it had a restoration as did the menu but I've never loved the food there and I bring friends and they like it but they look at me afterwards and they say you know what I've had better and I have I really have but it's worth going to once I'd say that's Brennan's we're talking about, 417 Royal Street. Uh, it, it, it needs um, a little adjusting from the kitchen, in my opinion, uh, which is why I don't really go there. But out-of-town people want to see it and things like that. Uh, let's Brightson's. This is a wonderful place. I used to live in this neighborhood, 723 Dante Street. In fact, uh, this is a very well-known restaurant nationally. My friend uh, Grace, who also happens to be a cellist, uh, grew up in Los Angeles and... Uh, one day in the 1990s, the Los Angeles Times printed the recipe of Frank Brightson's pecan bourbon pie. And ever since then, the pecan bourbon pie of Chef Brightson, of Brightson's, has been a staple at her Thanksgiving and... Uh, all the way in Los Angeles. It's a wonderful restaurant, 723 Dante Street. It really feels like you're going to uh, to someone's home. And don't forget the soft-shell crabs, brown butter pecan, velvety shrimp bisque, black and tuna, and cochon de lait under curls of crackling. It's an influential restaurant, and uh, I, I really am glad to see it on this list. Carmo. It's a unique and compelling restaurant, but it's also progressive. Uh, it began as a simple deli. Sandwiches, healthy salads, and even some Brazilian influences. Uh, it is a, it's a real kind of tribute to the homeland. Uh, the homeland in this case being uh, Bra Brazil. It's a Brazilian flavor. Uh, Christine Horn is from there. She cooks there over at Carmo, which is located 527 Julia Street. If you've been there, give me a call uh, at uh, 504-260-6368. As you can tell, Tom is gone. Uh, he'll be back at some point. He's gone now, and I'm here, and I'd like to talk to you. It's Dan Lelchuk, the gourmet cellist. All you have to do is dial 260-6368, as all the other people have done, even Chef Andrea, who's uh, very busy running that behemoth, wonderful temple of food. Uh, over in Metairie. Uh, even he called for 12 minutes. In any case, uh, Carmo is, is a, a place I've never been to. Uh, I might and I might not, but if you call and tell me you like it, 
uh, I might. Uh, now, remember before we were talking about the proliferation of uh, Middle Eastern food and, uh, and Israeli food, and, and one of the wonderful things about food, and it has this in common with music, is that it brings people together who have very little in common or nothing in common. And I've had so many meals with people who I didn't think I wanted to talk to, who I didn't really want to be spending time with, who seemed boring and drab and uninteresting. But we got around the table, and we were sharing the food. And suddenly I realized we have things in common. We have the common ground. If I make a roast chicken for these people, they love it. I love it. Suddenly we have something to talk about. And Joan Nathan alluded to earlier her whole idea that you don't have to love the politics of Israel or hate the politics of Israel to love the food of Israel. And that's kind of the beauty of it. And, and I, you know, it's the same thing with music. I, I don't know who's in the audience when I play on stage. 120 nights a week at the Orpheum with the Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra. But the commonality is that we're all there celebrating Beethoven and Brahms and Mozart, and that's why we've all come around the, the proverbial table together. And that's why uh, you should call and talk to me about, about your table and who you're eating with and what you're eating, 260-6368. Uh, and Mike is joining us now. Mike, welcome to the Food Show. Hello, Daniel. Hey. Hey, couple places that I'm looking forward to with anticipation that should be coming online pretty soon. One is uh, Donald Link's new restaurant, Gianna. Oh, yeah, I've read about that. Do you know, know anything about that? It's supposed to be great. I don't know if they're having trouble getting fully staffed or whatever. I know they were supposed to open sometime in April, and we're only about halfway there. But uh, I'm expecting it to be not your typical New Orleans Italian restaurant. I don't really know what to expect. But I think it's going to be elevated. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, I've read a few yeah. things about it. In fact, the last time I was doing a couple times ago, I was doing this on a, uh, someone else brought it up, and I remember reading an article about it or something, and it looked really great. I'm not sure what region of Italy they're going to focus on, or, it, or for that matter, if they're even going to focus on a particular region, because as you, I'm sure, well know that the food varies quite a bit from region to region. But I hope they don't fall into the same trap that's, that others have where they start out with really good ideas about northern Italian or whatever, and that it winds up being Creole Italian because that's the only thing the customer base wants. And, you know, I, what they I, look for. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I, 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 I really I, I don't like anything watered down, you know? Right. I mean, really present what you're going to present and really go whole hog on it. You know, you can't, you can't be everything to everybody and, and do it well, you know. And I, I understand that you got to be economically viable. I mean, you can have all the northern Italian food in the world, and if people aren't coming to eat it, you're not going to stay in business very long. But, you, you know, you, I don't know. Some people try to stretch themselves way too thin. I won't name any names. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I, I found a little information, just, just I'll tell you quickly. It says that, now this isn't, there hasn't been an article about it since the summer, but but it said it's it's going to be at a six thousand square foot Italian restaurant, and the the grandmother of the 
the head chef of Herb Saint lives in, in the Veneto region in Italy, uh, so up, up north and kind of on the sea. So, so they're, they're going to be uh, uh, doing uh, rustic cooking uh, of southern Italy, um, which, is, which is fine by me. We have a lot of northern Italian food, sort of. But this is southern Italian, and, uh, and they want to interpret... Italian cuisine through the lens of New Orleans. So well, let's wait and see the menu. I, I, I'm, I'm skeptical. Right. Yeah. Well, it can be Southern Italian and still be unique. I mean, it, you know, it just, if, I, I love Sicilian food, okay? I'm not knocking it on any level. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. But we have so much of that already, you know? Any, any, anything that comes along the line that does that is really a redundancy at this point, even sure, if they yeah. do, it, do it well. The other place I got in mind is that I understand that the original Vietnamese chef at Open Kin is opening up a new ramen place called Union Ramen. Yeah, I've heard about that too, actually. Um, now, have you been to Kin? That, that's a unique place, right? Yeah, I, had, I tried to go to Kin when it first opened, when they were doing more than ramen. When They, when they basically were doing noodles for lunch, and then they had a, a really adventurous dinner menu. And uh, I won't bore you with the details, but let's just say it didn't work out. And uh, made a reservation, and it just never materialized. But it, it's a kind of place, they have so few seats in that place that you can understand them wanting to turn covers over fairly rapidly, you know. And yeah. it's, not the kind of, it's not the kind of place where you go have a wine dinner and spend two and a half or three hours. Let's just put it that way. Like Antoine's. But I did get back to, to Ken recently, like within the last six weeks or so, and I had absolutely wonderful ramen. And I know I know this Vietnamese chef is very, very talented, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to put out. You know. Yeah, and, and Mike, I found a little information on uh, Union Ramen. It looks like it opened on, on March 21st, so it's, what, two and a half weeks, three weeks old. And uh, it says a Vietnamese chef and a Filipino restaurateur serving Japanese food originally hailing from China down in New Orleans. Sounds crazy, but it might just work. <laughs> it's I think it's like the 1800 block of magazine or something. Yeah, that, 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 that looks right. Is it 1800 or, or it's 1837, yeah. Yeah. 1837, right, yeah. Enjoy speaking with you. You do a good job. Hey, thanks. Thanks for the call, Mike. All right, bye. See ya. And uh, there goes Mike, and he was uh, alerting me about a couple interesting restaurant openings about Union Ramen, which opened on the 21st of March. And uh, Jana from uh, Donald Link Restaurant Group, yet to open. I believe it's been delayed. If you have any information, uh, please call and tell us so we can get the inside scoop here. If you have anything else to offer, you can do that, too, by dialing 260-MENU, 504 260 6368 and talking to me you're running out of time you're running out fast it's dan lelchuk the gourmet cellist on the wwl food show back in the flash the food show returns right now with the gourmet cellist and you if you call at 504-260-6368 260 menu a call and tell me about what you've been eating what you're going to cook this weekend and uh uh you know there's a place that I really like uh, to go to. I haven't been in a little bit. I tell you, when I first moved to New Orleans, I, I lived near it, and and it was one of those early favorites. And it's the Maple Street Cafe. It's in that small commercial uh, section of Maple Street between Broadway and Carrollton. 
They have a cobbler. They have uh, other restaurants, a few coffee shops. The Maple Street Cafe is a, a really fun place to go. It's, it's very narrow, uh, but it doesn't feel cramped on the inside. It's a narrow building. Uh, it has outdoor seats even. And uh, the, I have a favorite dish there. Let me see if I can remember the name. It is a, it's a pasta dish. Um, it's the, well, the very famous one actually there is the linguine nora, which is grilled chicken with spinach leeks, roasted pine nuts, feta, and garlic tossed with linguine. That's a, a really nice dish. Uh, I, I'm partial to the penne caruso because it's, <laughs> of course, named after the great uh, early Italian tenor. Enrico Caruso, a very simple penne pasta, plum tomatoes, fresh basil, sautéed eggplant. Uh, and, and then the, the, the thing that, that I always gravitate to is the stuffed shrimp in phyllo dough and fresh gulf shrimp seafood stuffing wrapped in phyllo dough and topped with a white wine lemon butter sauce. That's a really great dish. I'm talking about the Maple Street Cafe located at 7623 Maple Street. A very generous opening hours, a great dinner menu as well, and a pretty impressive wine program for uh, a place that size. And you can give them a call too. 504-314-9003. And the number you call me at is a little different. Same area code. 504-260-MENU. And look who walked into the room. I can't believe it. It's a it's an old friend of mine, Rachel. Uh, welcome. I, I'm glad you stopped by for a minute or two here. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Now, you you, you were talking about you, your half your, it's very interesting, half your heritage it's pure Michigan right back as far as the eye can see. And the other half is Chinese. That's right. My grandparents were really from China. They were really from China. <laughs> and, and you remember you were telling me at the break about this steamed bread. Now, we're, we're going to run out of time soon, but give us a little rundown about this steamed bread because I never had anything like it. Oh, it's delicious. So um, you'll have to forgive my pronunciation. I don't speak Mandarin. Well, I, I won't forgive you. Someone else oh. who speaks will forgive you, though. Yeah. Well, it was called Manteau. And it's a steamed bread. Just imagine regular bread, but instead of being in a kind of rectangular shape, it's kind of circular, like a small dome. And it's steamed. It's slightly sweet. It's very white. And when it comes fresh out of the steamer, it's just delicious, soft, fluffy, really, really good. And so my grandfather would make tons of these all the time. We were always eating the steamed bread. And another thing, my dad liked to put a spin on it. He would cut it into slices and put some butter on it. And then wow. some. Do, do they use butter in China? No, but actually, to be more <laughs> accurate, this was uh, that the vegetable spread. You oh, know, oh. We didn't want to have too much cholesterol growing oh, up. Oh, so, so it was the, the, the fake butter, yeah. Yeah, the fake butter. I can't believe it's not butter. And then we'd take <laughs> Kraft Parmesan cheese straight from the can and sprinkle it on, put it in the toaster oven. And that was one of my favorite snacks growing up, just delicious. You know what's fascinating, what you've just described, is is how you've hit on a, a major social issue, which is how food evolves and how, how food becomes part of a family's tradition. And whoever thought that this dish would be covered in, I can't believe it's not butter, and Kraft Parmesan cheese, which is also known as, I can't believe it's not Parmesan cheese. <laughs> I'm kidding about that part, but sort of. In Michigan, 
in the middle of Michigan. So, so did your grandparents know you were taking their beautiful, fresh, steamed Chinese bread and covering it with these American abominations? Oh, yes, of course they knew because they were making so much Monteau. We had just <laughs> loaves and loaves of it in the fridge all the time. Now, how did they eat it themselves? They're, they're the real traditionalists here from China. You know, I never really saw my grandparents eating anything except like rice and soup. I don't remember them eating Nothing. Monteau. No, so no. They, they just made the bread for the grandkids. Yeah, I think so. We really liked it a lot. Wow. And and, and they, they ate the white rice with with a kind of light chicken broth, right? Oh, yes, yes. So we would have dinner regularly at their house. Uh, we lived about five minutes away, so we saw them all the time. We didn't share a common language, but we did share a lot of meals. And we'd have one or two bowls of rice, and then my grandmother would have this delicious chicken soup. Uh, seaweed with seaweed in it. it was just really good and this special vegetable called lobo which sucks oh. up all of the juices and it's really soft and squishy just delicious wow well, you you're making me you're making me very very hungry uh, we'll, we'll we'll have to talk more uh, chinese food again and i'm i'm so glad you mentioned uh, what you mentioned that you didn't have a common language because you didn't speak chinese and your grandparents didn't speak english but you had a bond you had meals together and that's what food is so wonderful at doing, bringing people together. You didn't even speak the same language, and you got to know them over food. And that's been the kind of theme of this week. It's just sharing great experiences and meals with people who are important to you. I thank you so much for joining me. It's Dan Lelchuk, The Gourmet Chalice, The Food Show, 105.3 FM HD2 New Orleans, and WWL HD2. Stay tuned for more Food Show and 20 hours of NBC Sports. Ciao. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.